Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead and I'm exactly 0.5 of your host, Caitlin. I'm the other one, Andrew. We are back from our uh, break. Sorry about uh, the, that. the typical, all podcasts do this. After episode 59, you take uh, a week off. Yeah. If you go back and look at a weekly release, any podcast, you get to 59, there's there's an extra week there between it and 60 for no reason. That's 100% it's, true. It's tradition. Yes. Um, and I if believe, you don't know, don't even worry about it. Yeah, I believe it was started by uh, the This American Life, that podcast. I believe that's where this started. Oh, oh yeah? Sure. Okay. Why not? It may as well be. You know, this is a podcast. We can say whatever we want. It's exactly. our podcast. Who's going to stop us? Yeah. The government? I <laughs> dare them to stop us. Well, calm down. I dare you. Please. You're right. Sometimes the government kills innocent people. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we won't talk about that on this episode. No, that'll be a future episode. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. Good um, times. Um. So, yeah, we didn't have an episode last week because I was in the hospital. Uh, I had really bad diverticulitis. I didn't realize how bad it was. If you don't know what it is, just Google it. It's in your colon. I did Google it because <laughs> I, I was like, what is that? I was like, I've heard of it and I don't really know what it is. Well, um, yeah, it was apparent. I apparently did it up real good. Like I had a small perforation in my colon and I mean, it was very, it was very small, but it could have easily gotten bigger. I guess I'm healing up because my pain is drastically reduced. I would not say I'm pain free, but it's drastically reduced. And it's been, I was admitted really early Sunday morning, like 3 a.m. Sunday morning. I woke up and was like, something's not right. Mom, take me to the hospital because, oh, yeah, I went to go visit my parents two and a half hours away for the weekend and then got admitted to the hospital there. So can't wait to pay that bill. That's going to be fun. Yay, America. Yeah, and that's why, honestly, I'm not going to get into all that, but it's ridiculous that I didn't want to go to the hospital because of the bills I would have to pay. I literally could have died. I was septic, which means there was infection in my blood, basically, among other things. But, I mean, I, I didn't want to go to the hospital because I was afraid of how much it would cost. I could have died, basically. Yep, that's America. And it's so sick. Like, that... People have to worry about, well, do I want to save my life or am I, is it just better to be dead because I can't afford anything? You know, I just, anyway, capitalism yeah. sucks. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, In a lot of I ways would, it does. I would say unfettered capitalism mm. sucks. Um, yes, there we go. Thank you. Libertarianism is uh, is bad. There, we said it. Politics. And that's uh, as far as we're ever going to go with politics, period. Yeah, that's right. Because we don't want you to know that we're secret, radical, leftist, Soviet sleeper agents. Oh my gosh, are we? Don't tell anybody that that's true. Everybody keep a secret. Yeah, we love hammers and sickles. It's <laughs> they're, they're real rad. They're useful tools sometimes. And they look cool on a flag. Yeah. Especially a red flag with a gold hammer and sickle. Just like my country i'm not from the soviet union i'm not a sleeper agent <laughs> my mom had a t- got a tattoo one time after i got my tattoo you remember that <laughs> anyway hers kind of looks like uh <laughs> looks like my hammer and sickle and i told her that and she was like no it doesn't i was like no it what's it does. supposed to be it's supposed to be a crescent moon and oh she's a muslim communist no 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 it looked like anyway it looked like those two things that don't go together it looked i was like hmm yeah, Muslim communists. Doesn't work. Because communists, good- communists are anti-religion. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. In Russia, they don't have religions? Are um, they still communists? They are not. Oh, okay. The Soviet Union fell like in 91. Well, the Berlin Wall fell in 88. Uh, yeah. Or 89 or something like that. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I think it was 89. It's been long enough. But you know what else has been long enough is this intro. And you know what else is sick, just like the American system? Tell me. Rapists and murderers and all the other horrible people we talk about and don't we talk on about this it. show yes um because that's what it's all about yeah 100 percent. that's the meaning of life okay um so yeah it's just yeah sorry that i missed us another you said that we've missed an episode before we've never missed an episode i didn't say that yeah i said we took a break you said definitely the first time wink or something like that and you said in the post that you made and you're like definitely not the first time this is the first time we've ever missed a week. I think in the post, we didn't know we were going to miss the week. Or, oh. or did we? I don't remember. I don't it's know. not important. Yeah. I 
all I knew was I texted Andrew on Sunday. I was like, I'm in the hospital. Initially, I thought it was going to be an overnight stay. I stayed for five days. But uh, initially, I thought it was going to be an overnight stay. I texted Andrew. I was like, I'm going to try to make it work. I don't know if I can. I think I'm going to get out tomorrow. And then Monday came. And I was like, yeah, we're not going to make it this week. I'm still in the hospital for further notice. Yeah, that, that might have been. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. What Anyways, I wrote, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're back to the back to the terrible people because that's what we do here. That's why you came, and that's what we're gonna do. Um, so this week's episode is one that you probably have heard of. Uh, my friend Jennifer uh, that I work with at the hospital she uh, she listens to our podcast and <laughs> all of our ones that we do. She's like, I remember when that happened. I I remember that. You know, the ones that are in the past, like you know, twenty thirty years. Yeah. Maybe not 30, but she was like, I remember I would live right by that. And I'm like, Jennifer, how many murders are you connected to? <laughs> like, easy. Maybe she's secretly pulling the strings. Jennifer? Just, uh, just a thought. No, nah, she's too good of a nurse. Um, That's how they trick you. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe she is. Um, so, um, but this week, we are talking about one that John, John knew this one, because he was, it was happening kind of in central Arkansas, kind of in eastern Arkansas. Central and Eastern Arkansas. Um, and he was like, oh, I remember when that happened. Everybody was on high alert. And that is, we are talking about the uh, crimes, the horrific crimes of Robert Todd Birmingham, a.k.a. the Blue Light Rapist. So let's get right into it. So um, we're in Lee County, November 30th, 1995 at 10 p.m. It's Lee County's very rural, very remote, a lot of farming country over there. What towns are in? What towns are in there? Is I don't it? remember. I should remember it's named after Robert E. Lee. Ooh, okay. Uh, so people are like... We, we actually t- talked about it once. Oh, did we? The guy... I'm forget, We've done enough of these episodes, I'm forgetting names. But the guy who... Um, oh, what did he do? The the one who went to who ended up moving to Washington after Huckabee let him out and murdered the four police officers. Oh yeah, he, you his that family one. was originally from Lee County. Oh okay, okay. Before they moved to Little Rock. Yeah, all those. Yeah, they're all not no disrespect to the victims, but it it's a hard to keep track of all this. Yeah, it, there was until probably the last five or so episodes. I used to be like, I know exactly who you're talking about, what their name is, and everything about them. And now it's starting to like fade a little bit. It's getting a little hate because it's getting a lot to keep up with. Okay, so Lee County, um, it is, like I said, very remote, very rural, farming country. People, of course, they didn't lock their doors. It was that kind of place. Everybody was safe. Uh, So it was a young girl, teenager. She had been with her friends that night on the night of November 30th, and she was on her way home around 10 p.m. And as she kind of got further out of town, she was making her way down the side roads. She was heading home, and she noticed a car following her in her rearview mirror. She kind of made some turns and he kept following her. So she's like, he's definitely following me. But the blue light came on behind her. She's like, oh, it's a police officer. Uh, She, of course, uh, was scared that she did something wrong and that she was getting pulled over. So she pulled over like you're supposed to do when a cop comes. And a man confronted her. That was not a police officer. He had a mask and gloves on, uh, a flashlight in one hand and a gun in the other. And placed something over her head, like a shirt or a cloth or a, you know, something over her head. And he took Judy, made her, forced her out of her car to the back of his car and then drove away. And this man knew nobody would hear Judy because he was, they were out in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing around. It was just woods and fields. So he drove Judy, Judy out to a big field and he unfortunately proceeded to rape her. And when he was finished with his horrible act, he laid her, he had her lay face down on the ground and told her he would kill her if she looked up and like took the, the face drape off. He then got in his car and just left Judy there in the middle of the field. And when she hears him drive off, she quickly, quickly gets up and just starts running for help. She, she doesn't know where she's going. She doesn't know where she's at. But when Judy finally, she finally got to the police station after a while and when she arrived, she was, of course, very traumatized, but gave the best account description she could. And the information that she could give was the perp was a male with a deep husky voice, medium build, and medium height, which is lots of dudes. Yeah, not super helpful. No, but hey. Unfortunately. Anything anything you can remember, that you know, that helps narrow things down, you know. Yeah. So, that was a... 
the first reported crime in this incident, in series of incidents. So the second reported crime, we're back in Lee County. It's January 9th, 1996, so just a few months later, and it's around 9.40 p.m. A girl named Lisa, who was a cheerleader, was driving home from a basketball game. She got about four miles from the game when a vehicle, a vehicle, a vehicle, a vehicle came up behind her with blue lights going. So again, she pulled over. She thought it was a cop. And again, a man got out of the car with a gun, mask, gloves, and a flashlight and instructed Lisa to get out of her car and got her into his car. And he also placed the same like mask or drape or whatever over her head so she couldn't see and again he drove lisa out to a large field and raped her both of these crimes were committed in lee county not far from each other so seeing a pattern here and you know it's probably the same person if i were to guess yeah yeah. um i looked up lee county because i was thinking i could Mm -hmm. name one town from there yeah and i can it was mariana oh that's mariana is that helena west helena area Mm, i mean Helena West Helena is not in there, I don't think. Oh, okay, okay. I forget what county that is. That's not important. Okay. But I'm going to look it up anyway. Okay. So the third crime reported in these series of incidents was on November 9th, 1996. So we're quite a few months down the road. The same perp raped his third victim in Cross County, which was about 43 miles north of his first two attacks. And it involved, again, a teenage girl with the exact MO, except... They said he played Russian roulette with his victim, shooting a gun at her and just, you know, you know how it goes. It has a bullet in there. Where's the bullet? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really messed up. So he has a revolver. We know that. I guess so. I assume. I don't think you can do that with like a magazine. No. Version. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Unless you can load it up with like. Because you know where they're going to be if you did. If you skipped it like a portion or whatever. Yeah, that's true. You can't do the the movie thing where you spin it around. Yeah. And just. All that. Yeah. So the sense of urgency to capture this man was becoming absolutely paramount. So state police released kind of a lot of information to hopefully get this guy captured and that somebody knew who he was. So uh, after that third third crime, new reports started to come back from Cabot, which is in central Arkansas. The others have been in east Arkansas. So we're in central Arkansas now, which is scary. He's moving. So new reports started coming in of a male in a white car with a blue light trying to pull women over and this was scary as the reports until now like i said had been coming from eastern arkansas women were instructed not to pull over for this vehicle there were over a dozen close calls reported for that so that's really scary yeah and i guess it's like the thing they sometimes tell you of like go to a police station well-lit and then pull area. over yeah a well sort of area thing. yes a well-populated area it would definitely be easier to pull that off in cabot than out in lee county i can tell you that much why because there's more people and stuff around in Cabot. Oh, oh than, you mean, it, I thought you meant it'd be better, easier to pull off the crime. You mean it'd be No, easier. it'd be easier to pull off the crime in Lee County because yeah. of how few people it's there so are. It's so remote, yeah. Yeah, Cabot makes it a little more difficult. Uh, so, however, over the, next two ru- ru- over the next two months, the rapist would claim two more victims in Cross County, bringing his crime total to six at this point. Is that right? No. Five at this point. Sorry. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does. Yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Police were baffled, and the only additional info they had was that the vehicle was a white, possibly Oldsmobile, and that the perpetrator smoked cigarettes. A lot of cigarettes. So people in police began to wonder if this guy was actually like a part of the police department because he had a white Oldsmobile. He kind of knew the MO, how police officers worked, and he had the blue light, so they kind of were wondering if it was a police officer. I wonder where you get one of those. Oh, uh, you can't, and we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Cause I was, well, then how'd Dwight get one on the office? Maybe they don't have this law, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. At the end, we'll talk about it. Um, so, uh, anyways, so they kind of thought with his flashing blue light, he could be a part of the police department. So thus, he was dubbed the blue light rapist that's where that name comes from makes sense makes sense to me yep so the next reported crime was in cabot again 86 miles west of lee county that's in central arkansas cabot is and um i like cabot cabot's a decent place it's where all the white people live 
Yes, it was a white flight area back, yes. back in the day. It's very famously, I think it's like the first thing it says on its Wikipedia page is, yeah. Cabot is a white flight town in central Arkansas, about 30 minutes north of Little Rock or I whatever. I it's becoming less so now because it's like people are, all sorts of people are starting to, everybody's moving out there. Yeah, people are like, hey, this is... It's a nicer area. It's a decent area and close enough to Little Rock and or they're, whatever. They're getting more stuff there, I think, you know? Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, when it was formed, it was a white flight area. Yeah. Let's not make it that anymore. That's Let's right. Let's get everybody up in there. Let's make it a, I don't know. Melting pot. Asian destination. <gasps> oh my gosh, I would go there. Just all the Asians in Arkansas move there. Okay, I'm for it. Or Ca- something, I don't know. It's a, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so Cabot, you know, it's fairly big now. You know, it's not tiny now. There's 7A school, I believe. Yeah, so or, uh, it doesn't matter. Back in the mid-ish '90s, it was significantly smaller, uh, with basically a tasty freeze and a pizza hut to hang, like for teenagers to hang out at. It was described as a very safe place to live with little crime. So there was a girl named Shannon. Shannon was a well-loved 17-year-old senior at Cabot High, who was always hanging out with her best friend Samantha. She worked at a local bank and had, excuse me, had a boyfriend named Jeremy. I don't think I like Jeremy, but I don't know. He didn't like to come to Cabot because he didn't know anyone and didn't care to hang out with her friends, uh, Shannon's friends. So Shannon was always going to Lone Oak, where Jeremy lived. We've been there, where Jeremy lived. I mean, like we've been there in the show. Yeah. And also in real life at some point. Yeah, I think I've been through there. It's, I don't think it's super far from Cabot Mm because they're in the same county. Mm -hmm. Yep, that is correct. And a fun fact, the county is called Lone Oak County. So it's not one of the weird places <laughs> like Hot Spring County where Hot Springs is not and, and such. Conway County where Conway isn't. Exactly. So, it's, it's not one of those. Yeah. So on July 11th, 1997, uh, that's what Shana did that night. She hung out with her friend Samantha. Um, she parted ways with, with, with Samantha after they had watched Samantha's boyfriend play with his band. And she was going to head to Lone Oak to see Jeremy. So at around 9.30 p.m., Shana was driving on some remote roads when a man in a white Oldsmobile and a blue police light came up behind her. So, um, he of course, as you suspect, got out with a mask and gloves on a gun in one hand and a flashlight in the other. He instructed Shannon to get out of the car, then place a hood over her head and forced her into his own vehicle. So I guess you can imagine, you know, that's same MO. So Shannon complied with his demands as she, horribly feared that she was going to be shot in the head she was smart and took note of the interior of the vehicle and noting that it was vinyl the car reeked of smoke and the man's voice was very deep and very gruff like chronic smoker kind of kind of situation so the man drove shannon to a secluded house and brought her inside hood still on she paid close attention to the music the man played that he cracked open a can of beer and drank it he forced shannon on the ground with her eyes closed, took off the hood and duct tape her, her eyes closed, like put duct tape like around her head. And he held a gun to her head and threatened to blow her effing head off if she did not comply fully. As Shana was reluctant to take off her clothing as the man had demanded. She finally complied and the man proceeded to rape her multiple times. Shannon noticed the man's back was exceptionally hairy. When he was finished with his crime, he stated that he, quote, was done with her and that she could get dressed. Once he took Shannon back to his car, she said she had the idea to run, but knew it was going to be in vain because she was still blindfolded and she had absolutely no idea where she was. But once in the car, Shannon knew he was going to take her to a remote area, kill her and dispose of her body. However, the man took her to a remote field, dumped her on the ground, took off her blindfold, held a gun to her head and told her not to look at him and to count to a hundred. And then the man drove off and just left her there. So Shannon began, she was just stunned. Like she was like, I can't believe I'm still alive. I survived. Where am I? What am I supposed to do? So she began walking in the direction that the man had brought her. And after walking about a mile, came to a house with lights in the windows And unfortunately, she feared it was the house that she had just left. But she took her chances and knocked on the door. 
So around 2 a.m. on July 12th, Shannon was at the mercy of the house she had stumbled upon. To her surprise, someone answered. And she told them, my name is Shannon. I've been hurt. I, I need your help. You don't have to let me in your house, but I need you to call the police. And they did. It was not the perpetrator. When she was brought back to the police station, she provided so much detail to the police that was so helpful. Helpful. With her details, it was determined that the rapist had to have been a local resident. Like, he knew too much about the area for him not to be. And apparently, seemingly had a house. Though, I mean, you could, there could be like an abandoned house or something that he found. Very well could be. We'll see. When she was finished with her questioning, Shannon's father, they had notified Shannon's father immediately when, when they heard from her because they knew she was missing. So, immediately Shannon's father came up. He was there for her as the police had referred her to Arkansas Children's Hospital in Little Rock for a rape kit tests. So she didn't even get home until the next night. Like she went through her ordeal, got picked up by the police, left the police station bright and early in the morning to go to Arkansas Children's in Little Rock and stayed there all day and didn't get home till that night. And she didn't rest any of that time. Can you imagine how just terrible she would feel? You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine. So, she was exhausted and absolutely traumatized when she got home. But her friend Samantha, she called Samantha to tell her what happened. And Samantha immediately came over there. And she could tell that Shannon didn't really want to talk. And she just sat there and just held her like a good friend does. And just tried to comfort her the best she could. So then the search was on big time for the blue light rapist. After Shannon was assaulted, state and local law enforcement formed the Blue Light Rapist Task Force, which was one of, if not the largest task force um, ever made in Arkansas. It was 51, I think it said, 51 people involved with this task force. But there were 10 investigators, 10 specific investigators were in this task force. I'm sorry, I'm struggling with words. So they brought all the victims back in to try and garner additional information or put some puzzle pieces together. And all the victims gave the same exact information, except for there was one or two victims who stated they didn't think he believed, they didn't think he drove an Oldsmobile because uh, they said they thought the taillights were different, different. Oh my gosh, I'm struggling with words so hard. I believe in you. Okay. As this, the taillights were different than an Oldsmobile and... They, they they saw an emblem inside the light. They thought they saw an emblem inside the light and they didn't think it was Oldsmobile. But that was just one or two of the victims. So when the task force went to Forest City, which is kind of near those crimes, to see if they had any similar rapes or attempted rapes, the Forest City PD came up with a name for the task force. The name of Robert, who went by Todd, Birmingham. He had been arrested for home invasion, attempted rape in 1996, home invasion and attempted rape. And what the story was is that a woman was home alone when she was awoke to a man with a black mask over his face and a gun in his hand. He attempted to rape her, but the woman told him the only way you're going to rape me is if you kill me. And he was like, well, I'm out. And he just deuced out and he ran away. I was like, good for you, girl. You got it. So when the woman reported this incident to police, she said that Todd, Bur- Todd Birmingham was the one who did this, as she knew the man and was familiar with him and his family. And so when police, that task force came around to, I'm sorry, this was before the task force. After that crime, when police came around to question him, he lawyered up and refused to talk to police. And that was the end of that, unfortunately. But later on, the task force found out that Birmingham was arrested by the local game officials, like game warden type people. You know what I'm talking about? Like fish and game type people. Yeah, like... Yeah, wildlife. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Uh, So he was arrested by the local game officials for night hunting, which is illegal because it kind of like... I think it like stuns the deers or something. And it's an unfair advantage, you know. Sort of like how you have to let the ducks fly before... You shoot them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. If, if it flies, it dies or whatever they say. Gross. <laughs> um, so the task force asked the game officials what Todd had been arrested for or what he had been arrested in, what vehicle they had found him in. It was a white Oldsmobile matching the description of that vehicle. And the license plate that they had for it came back as having been owned by Todd and his wife. So, cha-ching. 
And one of the investigators came to Wynn, where Todd and his wife were currently living, to interview Todd's wife. The investigator, before she went, she asked for advice on what to do if Todd showed up and was told, if he shows up, say that you're looking for a man with no hair on his back. And of course, while interviewing the wife at their house, Todd did pull up. And he was like kind of snarky with the investigator at first. Like, why are you why are you harassing my wife? What are you doing here? And she was really calm. And she's like, I'm just here to ask about some rapes and some kidnappings that have been happening lately. Uh, can I ask you a few questions? You know, do you mind if I ask you both a few questions? And the wife was agreeable because she had no idea. And, but Todd, you know, not to seem suspicious. He didn't want to seem too suspicious. He was like, yeah, I guess that's okay. Sure. And she immediately stated, hey, we're looking for a man uh, with no hair on his back. And Todd was like, oh, well, look at this. And he pulled up a shirt and he had tons of hair on his back. And so. Gross and also gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. (laughs) So there was loads of hair on it. So the detective asked Todd for a voluntary DNA sample, to which, of course, Todd refused unless there was a court order. So the task force received a warrant for Todd's DNA and they got a blood sample. They literally took him to the state crime lab, the Arkansas State Crime Lab in Little Rock. And we're like, you're getting your sample here. Because it's going to go right to the, like, get it processed immediately. Um, And that's what they did. So when waiting for results to come back, investigators were talking with Todd's associates. And one of them stated that they rented a house from Todd's father, property to which Todd had access to. And that house matched perfectly the description that Shannon gave. She said she could feel that it had hardwood floors. She sensed that there was a porch she, I mean, she just had all these little things she couldn't see, but she could like sense other things. And that, that's just such an incredible testimony for somebody so traumatized to be able to give such good detail. And it all matched everything that Shannon had said about it, even though she couldn't see it. That's amazing. So again, judging. And meanwhile, the state crime lab was able to match Todd's DNA to Shannon's case and two others as well. And investigators concluded that they had their blue light rapist in Todd Birmingham. So all of this came from, I'll go over my sources in a second, but I got most of my information from an episode of Dead Silent on the ID channel, uh, season four, episode 11. And this is all, quote, this is all verbatim from them. On September 15th, 1997, at just 31 years old, Todd was arrested on multiple charges of kidnapping, rape, and aggravated robbery. At trial, Todd was found guilty of all charges in Shannon's case and sentenced to 80 years in prison. In addition to Shannon's case, police tie Birmingham to six other rapes, including three home invasions. So this guy was on a freaking roll. That wasn't in the quote. That was me saying that. Okay. Of the six cases, Birmingham is only tried and convicted on charges relating to one, but he received an additional life sentence for that. And I think I read somewhere that it went to trial first and then there was like a hung jury or something mistrial or something and then convicted again or like tried again and got that life sentence after that i think is what happened don't hold me to that but i think i read that somewhere i'm gonna very much hold you to that okay whatever it's fine and here's the kicker in may of 2020 Todd Birmingham, at 54 years old, younger than my folks, died at UAMS in Little Rock of COVID-19 complications. He had been housed in the Cummins unit. We've been there lots of times in our podcast. And in person. Yeah. We go to all the executions. That's not true at all. Caitlin's one of the doctors. <laughs> Quit spreading <laughs> false information. With the the injections. Yeah, that's you. How dare that's you? That's why I always ask you about what's in the uh, lethal injection cocktail. And you're like, oh, it's this and this and this and this. I could be, whatever. <laughs> so he died. He had been housed in the Cummins unit where he was one of over 900 prisoners dying, diagnosed with coronavirus. Not surprising. I mean, you're all, all cooped clo- in. Yeah. It's if, like, if one gets it, it's it's donezo. It's kind of like tuberculosis does the same thing. Yeah, that's why there's like so many, there were a lot of prisons where they're like putting people in different places and all that because otherwise it's they're all going to get it. Yeah. So, and I just want to say that looking at mugshots of him and pictures of him, not even mugshots, just other pictures, he has some of the coldest 
deadest eyes I have ever seen in somebody. I mean, they are lifeless. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find pictures right now. Yeah, they're lifeless. Check it out. Google got mad at me because his last name is spelled different than you think. Yeah, they got mad at me because I spelled it the right way. <laughs> yeah, his, his last name is spelled B U R M I N G H A M. Yeah, so it's a little different than the Birmingham of Alabama or the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and Google was like, "Do you mean Birmingham with the I no. at the beginning?" No, I don't. I know what I mean. Yeah, he looks weird. Yeah creepy eyes not not a fan no so man now he has no eyes what is wrong with you because he's yeah he still has eyes they just don't work i think it's been long enough that there are, there's no eyes there anymore well i don't know if he was cremated or buried but even if he was either way but either this, way i'm right the sad thing is he did leave behind i i think his wife stayed with him i read something and it seemed as if his wife stayed with him and uh sorry about that uh goodness i think his wife did and he, he had two children i think they were daughters and that's just really sad like they that's really really sad and i i hate that for them it's not their fault you know so i want to talk a little bit about shannon's legacy that she left after spending years trying to hide from her rape and assault shannon had a moment of like clarity and she knew she had to do something to help other people when Todd applied for clemency in the early 2000s. With that moment, I think he'd only served eight years is what I think that was. And I think Huckabee would have been governor, so he had a good shot there. I don't Roasted him. <laughs> With that moment, though, Shannon became involved in trying to get a new law passed through like the state and everything that would make it a felony for a citizen, a non-police citizen, to purchase, own, or possess blue lights or any police paraphernalia. So in 2017, that law passed and it was known as Shannon's Law. And she is an awesome person. Let me tell you about her. She became an advocate for victims of sexual assault. She moved to BB in 2013 and her and her two sons lived there. Which is really close to Cabot. Yeah, yeah. And I, I put in my notes, she gets a pass on the BB, you know, the BB rule where only sucky people live in bb let me clarify the band directors in bb suck um calm down and (laughs) but she is awesome she is a member of the bb city council and she works as a case manager with mental health patients and now she's in the process of writing her own book what a star what a champion she is amazing i love those i survive stories because it's like remember the one we did of jennifer shewitt yeah. Girl, yeah, that one that one sticks with me because how incredible to provi- survive something so traumatic in both these women's cases and come out as a champion on top. I mean, they didn't let it get to them. So I, uh, she is a hero in my book. Her and Jennifer Shewitt both. They have lots of heroes. And that is the story of you're, Shannon. You're allowed to have multiple heroes. I just want you to know that. Thank you. Hero positivity. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a story, unfortunately, of of Todd Birmingham's disgusting crimes and the women that overcame him and those crimes. Good for all of you. I'm sorry it happened to you, though. So, and he didn't kill anybody? He just, it Not sounds like? Not that I know of. He's a serial rapist. Well, if it weren't for COVID, this would have been our first one where nobody died. That's true. That's so. he, Yeah, he died a year ago. So. Yeah. So I remember reading that and I was like, whoa, I, I don't, I didn't live in Arkansas at the time that this was occurring. So I don't have, I would have been too young to understand anyway, really. Yeah. yeah. That John was probably, we figured he was probably about 12 or so. So he had a, a fairly good, like he knew. So he was sentenced in 97. So I was like eight then. Yeah. I was, so I would have yeah. been probably too young to really understand. And I sort of like, here. um, I don't know, like when Waco and Oklahoma City and all that stuff happens, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't really understand. Yeah, I didn't. I know something's happening, but I don't know who or what? why. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just want to mention my cri- my crimes. <laughs> I'm going to admit my Confess crimes. Confess your crimes. <laughs> I want to tell you my sources. I think I had a stroke while I was in the hospital. Um, I got a source from Inside Edition, from the New York Times, Northwest or NWA Online, Northwest Arkansas Online monstersandcritics.com thecinemaholic.com and two articles from that about Shannon number one and about the blue light rapist and of course that episode uh, from Dead Silent on the ID channel uh, season four episode 11 
Very good. Yeah. Um. So, I have a question. Yes, sir. Because you're you're all about the gram, the Instagram. I might not say I'm all about it. She's all about it. I think in the past almost ten years, I've had it that I've posted very few times. Let me look at it I right don't, now. I don't get the feeling that you're a big poster, but you're a big like viewer. I mean. I look. You I like to you stuff. like to creep on people. Yes, I get it. Yeah. Um, I just have to ask: Have you ever gone to an Instagram that you saw on somebody's car? Car? Have you not noticed this? I've oh, seen this a yeah. lot lately. People post will put like a sticker on their car. It's like Instagram. Usually, it's MLM stuff. That's mm. what I've noticed. I've always seen it on like people's big dumb trucks, which makes me think. And I'm used <laughs> to MLM <laughs> stuff being like. Like you, uh-huh. white ladies. Excuse you. Yeah, white ladies. How many MLMs have I joined? Zero. I'm just saying they okay. look like you. Thank you. Because they're white ladies. Okay, thanks for profiling me. Oh, you're welcome. I haven't ever, <laughs> I've never seen a, uh, actually I have, never mind. But it's always ladies too, which is weird. Shut up. It seems like it. I did post, actually a post um, yesterday. It was of my Dahlia that is growing so beautifully. Look Ooh, at that. Fancy. It's like a little bush over there. Um, Anywho. Ever since I got a new phone, because it didn't transfer over the data properly from my old one. Oh, no. Um, the only time I ever use Instagram is to post something for the show, because I don't remember what my login is. For yours? For mine, so I don't even get in. And I never even used it, really. So. It only took me like 10 seconds to scroll to the bottom of my Instagram. Some people, it would take years to get there. It would take less time on mine. September 4th, 2012. That was my first post. Wow. Yeah. You should go look at mine. Tell me how many pictures I have. I think there's zero pic. I think there's one picture of me with uh, Mike Conley, the basketball man. Who's that? He's a basketball man. He used to play for the Grizzlies. He plays for the Utah Jazz now. Mm. Um, also, speaking of which, I wish team still did the thing where they just kept the name from wherever they moved even if it makes no sense because the utah jazz utah is not a place you think of when you're like jazz music Mm-mm. they used to be in new orleans and they moved mm. to utah they didn't bother to change their name so sort of like um the minneapolis lakers moved to los angeles where there are no lakes but they're still the lakers that makes sense deal with it mostly just to say the uh tennessee titans should have stayed the tennessee oilers because those are better uniforms and also, as my dad helpfully points out, the Beverly Hillbillies got rich on oil in Tennessee. And that's how they moved. <laughs> yeah. So, they should have kept the Oilers name. Um, but yeah, the, I've just noticed that a lot where it's like Instagram names on cars. And it just it seems weird to me. I agree. I have nothing to promote. Unless I put a Paint the, Downs, Paint the Town Dead sticker. Yeah. But we don't have those yet. No. We can. We'll paint. We'll paint it. We'll pa- oh, we can paint it ourselves. There you go. Handmade. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the day this goes out is Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Be with you. And that means the return no of way. how many Star Warses? How is many Star Warses? Are you, um, zero because you completed it's, them. It's still zero because, uh, but it's going to change. It's going to oh. be at least one oh. next week because the Bad Batch starts to oh, today, yeah. the day this is going out. I'm not going to watch it. Um, you may as well wait because they're doing a weekly release and there's 16 episodes, which is too many for that oh in my, my mind. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm surprised it's that many, honestly. Also, I looked, I posted 231 pictures in a almost 10 year time span. That's more than I've posted in a lifetime time span. Some of them are really ridiculous pictures. I was like, why did I post that? Forgive me. I was much younger then. I guess. Not like me. Who is still young. Yeah, at heart. At heart and maturity level, I would say. <laughs> um, I'm only an adult by technicality. Technically. <laughs> because the law says I am. Yeah, they they treat me differently. So what, star, sorry, what Star Wars have you, you said you read Zero. Two? I, I thought you said you read two. I've, I read two books between the episodes, oh. but they weren't Star Wars books. Oh, what were they? Uh, the first one's a football book. Oh, my god! It's really good. It's uh, called Football for a Buck by Jeff Perlman. It's about the Buckeyes? It's about what? Buckeyes? Aren't those a Buckeyes? Buckeyes? Oh, no, no. It's about um, the United States Football League, 
which was a league that was created in the 80s, and they played football in the spring. Oh. Um, anytime, How long did they last? Uh, three seasons, mm. because they tried to move to the fall. Ooh. And you know who tried to move them to the fall? Former President Donald Trump. He was an owner, and he helped kill them because he's uh, an arrogant doofus. Well, that makes sense. Um, my favorite is one of the other owners, one of the ones who was like, he, he's like, I believe in the USFL. I believe in spring football. He is uh, John Bassett. He owned the Tampa Bay Bandits. And is that a, a team from that? Yeah. Okay. And um, he had he wrote a letter to Trump basically telling him how much he hates him. Oh, my god! And he was like, and you can read the letter in the book. It's very funny because it's also like a part where he's like, and since you're younger than me and bigger than me, I won't feel bad when the next time I see you, I punch you in the face. Oh, my gosh. I like this man. Yeah, sadly he died of cancer like before the league oh, well. uh, died as well. But yeah, um, Donald Trump killed the USFL basically. Way to go. Because he convinced everybody to move to the fall and then they never even played a single season in the fall because everything fell apart for them. Well, it's NFL time, isn't it? Exactly. Well, they were trying, in, they were trying to move to the fall and then sue the NFL for mon- monopolistic practices and then force a merger. And that obviously did not work. And the book is called Football for a Buck because the USFL won their lawsuit and were awarded $1. Just to make a point? I guess. Yeah. And basically, like, and technically it's $3 because it's tripled in antitrust or something. Um, also want to tell one story about this one guy who is written about in this book. Mm-hmm. His name's Greg Fields. This sounds familiar. You've never heard of him. There's no way. Okay. Um, he is a legit crazy man. Oh. Um, What's he do? What did he do? He was a defensive lineman. Oh, he's a football player. He's a football man. Oh, okay. So um, he played a little bit in the NFL and he got cut by the Atlanta Falcons. I believe it was the Falcons. And he's like, nope. Nope. He's like, nope. I'm not leaving. Like he locked himself in his room, his hotel room or whatever. He's like, I'm not leaving. And he refused to leave until uh, the police came and got him and escorted him off the property. So he joins the USFL. He starts off in training camp with the Los Angeles Express, yeah. um, who are owned by a different crazy weird person who ended up being <laughs> investigated by the FBI and stuff. For what? Uh, some sort of finance fraud. fraud thing. It sounds like this was doomed from the start. In some ways, yes. But there were some teams that did well, like Denver, Jacksonville, Tampa. They all did well. I uh. think Philadelphia did well until they decided they were going to move to the fall. Mm. And then they had to move to Baltimore and... No, it was a whole thing. Yeah. So he gets cut by the LA Express and he's like, no. <laughs> and he punches the coach and like starts trying to beat him up until some other people come in and stop him. And he even said like, if he tries to cut me, I'm going to beat him. Well, he gave him a heads up. He wasn't lying. Yeah. So then he goes to uh, the San Antonio Gunslingers, who are a team in the USFL, they were also a disaster financially mm. to the point where players were not getting paid Ooh, after games. No, 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 no. But you know who was going to get paid? Donald J. Trump. Uh, Greg Fields. Oh. This legit crazy man. Because he, he followed the owner to his house and walked up to him with a bat and threatened <gasps> him. Dude, like, you can't do that. He's like, you're going to pay me or else. The owner goes into his house and then comes back out with $17,000 in $100 bills. So he gets paid and he he pisses off to, back to like San Francisco where he was from or something. He was like, I, I got paid and I'm not playing anymore because you're not going to pay me. So, oh, well. So he got paid. Nobody else did. Oh, that's not good. Good for him though. <laughs> he, was, but, he knew what he wanted. I yeah. mean, he was very, very forward and upfront about what he wanted and what he was going to do to get it. Yeah, so I just wanted to t- tell you that because I thought you would. I thought you would appreciate what a crazy person. Yeah, guy, stalk the owner, get paid. Give me my money. Um. So yeah, that's from Football for a Buck by Jeff Perlman. It's really good. Hmm. There's a lot more crazy weird stuff. No kidding. Uh, cocaine was just running rampant then. Listen, I've told I've told you this before. It is insane how many people have had cocaine, and I it blows my my. I thought I was well versed in the world. But I guess I'm not because when I was going on a bunch of ta- dates there for a while, it's like, of course, you want to know, are you into drugs? Like, I need to know if you're into drugs. And they're like, 
well, no, I've had cocaine before. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Repeat that back to me. What did you say? And they're like, yeah, if I'm at a party or something, I'll just have a little cocaine. I'm like, what? What? That's so bizarre. I think cocaine made a bit of a comeback for a minute there, but yeah, it was a, it was huge in the eighties. I think it's still a big thing. I don't think it's as big, but there's there's definitely lots of like stories about teams who are like, uh, we always do cocaine right before the game. What? And, then, and they're like, yeah, get me amped up and stuff, but it doesn't work when you have to play in San Antonio and it's 112 degrees. And your heart really, stops. It, it, it ruins your body suddenly, but yeah, it makes your heart explode. Yeah, they're just like, it dehydrates you, I guess, and all yeah, that. Yeah, it does, and it, oh my gosh, that's the wildest thing I've ever heard. That The whole thing's wild. Oh, there was like the guy who, um, he didn't want his girlfriend knowing he was cheating on her all the time mm-hmm. while he was out yeah. with his team, mm-hmm. so he got a second phone line that was just go straight to an answering machine. What a total piece of crap. <laughs> just all kinds of weird, crazy stuff like that. Yeah, this thing was doomed from the start. <laughs> Or, or football players be wild. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of like good football players who end up in the USFL. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Reggie White played there. Oh, okay. Um, I've heard of him. Jim Kelly, Steve Young. Nope, just Reggie but, White. Yeah, uh, Doug Flutie. Lots, oh. of pe- lots of people who were good, but hmm. yeah. Well, how about that? What's yeah. your other book that you read? I read the first uh, Witcher book, The Last Wish. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. It's like a collection of short stories. That, Within a story? Uh, yeah. So I think the short stories were already written. They just existed. Mm. And they just collected them together and created like a narrative drive to pull them all together, sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. So there's like the first story is Geralt does a thing and then he goes somewhere and to hang out and rest and heal from the ordeal of the first story. Mm-hmm. And then he'll talk to somebody and it's like, remember that time when this and that? And it's like, oh, and now it's, next story. now it's the next story and it's that thing. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. It's kind of how it proceeds. All right. That's not so bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Mo- most of the stories, I'm just like, yeah, I saw that episode. <laughs> They're very, very similar. A lot of them to the to the show. Yeah, I can't wait for season two. I love me some Henry Cavill. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read all of them books first, and then I can watch the show and be like, that I didn't knew, happen. I knew that was gonna happen, or that didn't happen in the book. Exactly. It's not Harry Potter. They they left so many great things out of some kind of crucial things, really. They just altered it too much sometimes. Well, they're making a new thing, supposedly. A new Harry Potter? Yes, but I think they're working on like making it a show for HBO. Well, that's kind of redundant. Why? Well, they just did it. It wasn't that long ago. Because it was 20 years that the first one came out. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with Lord of the Rings. And they're doing a Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. It's because they're so popular. Exactly. Um, what else have you been looking at? Uh, I watched that Mortal Kombat movie. I did not. You didn't? No. It's fine. Okay. It's, uh, the story's terrible. The dialogue is embarrassing in parts. And, uh. What did you expect? For it to be better than that, I guess. Mm. But, like, some of the fight stuff is really good. It's like, yeah, that's what I wanted. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm about. I sent you some funny TikToks about the new Mortal Kombat. You, you did. They didn't really have anything to do with the new Mortal Kombat. There's Mortal Kombat in general. Yeah. The, um. In the trailer, there was this part that was very funny because, like, the main character has like a a birthmark, and it's like the dragon logo from Mortal Kombat. Cool. And they're like, "Where'd you get that?" And there's a Mortal Kombat. In the trailer, it goes like, "Guys, like, what was what's that? What's that dragon thing?" And the girl says, "It's a birthmark." And he says, "What does that mean?" And she says, "He's had it since birth." great great they actually change it in the movie to where he asks about it and she says he's had it since birth what does that mean it's a birthmark which is like slightly better but not really there's also a part where like um so like in mortal Kombat, you know you do a do a fatality or whatever Mm -hmm. or like if you win without getting hit it's a flawless victory Mm. and there's a part where a person kills somebody and it's like he just says to himself flawless victory it's like what are you you doing who are you talking to who are you talking to what is that for yeah the answer is for us and it's but it's really bad and dumb but also the part where he kills that person is really cool with the ice thing that you saw no it's not that it's not it's not that part oh okay it's a it's a different part i just don't want to spoil it oh okay okay even though the character they 
kill is like not important at all, but that's why they're there to get killed, oh, I guess. Okay. Hey, look, uh, a hummingbird outside my window. Just want you to see that. It's oh, beautiful. how about that? Yeah. Um, well, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> People love Kano. He's Australian and uh, doofus. Cool. He, he's a fun character in there. Cool. Um, yeah. And I watched that Invincible show. Oh, I've yeah. I've been, re- been reading the, the comic. With the dad and the son. Yeah. I've been reading the comic and now I've watched the show. It's only eight episodes on Amazon. Okay. Do you like it? I quite liked it. There's some stuff they changed that I don't love. Like there's a, not really a mystery. It's a mystery for the characters, but not for us. We know what happened mm. in this thing. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but the way it's executed in the show, it's like, well, it's obviously this person. Like all of you characters have to know that. And they kind of do. They're mm-hmm. like, we know. We just got to figure out the why or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a really great part because um, there's a, there's like a, de- a detective who is a demon. and um, Bizarre. Yeah. In the comic, I like it a lot better because in the comic, eventually the mystery is revealed to everybody. Like literally literally everybody in the world knows. Mm. And like months later, the detective guy comes back. And he's like, I figured out who did the thing. And they're just like, yeah, we know. We all know. We've known for months. Like, what are you ta- where, where have you been? <laughs> You're like the worst detective. Um. The gore in the show is a lot more than the comic. Like, there is gore in the comic, but they, like, it's a bit much in the show, I think. Let's just, like, calm down. We don't need to see, like... It's the next Game of Thrones, didn't you know? It's like, I don't know, they show a lot of civilians getting, like, shot in half and stuff. And it's like, calm down. Because <laughs> they were not doing that in the comic. Uh, the The voice cast is wild. Why? Let me read you some names. You got J.K. Simmons... Sandra O, oh, Stephen Yun, Gillian Jacobs, Zazie Beats, Jason Mantzoukas, Zachary Quinto, Quinto, Quinto. Um, Mark Hamill, Ma- Mahershala Ali, however you say that guy's name, Seth guy. Rogen, John Hamm, Ezra Miller. Oh my gosh. Um, Justin Roiland is in it for like 30 no seconds. Way. Like When I first heard his voice, I was like, is that Justin Roiland? And then he does a burp. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's yes, Rick. it's very much him. It's Rick. Totally. And uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, who is, he was the cop in Die Hard, a Carl Winslow. Let me watch that movie. You're no help. But the high, <laughs> in the comic, the high school they go to was called Reginald Vell Johnson High School. Huh. And he's the principal in the show. How so funny. that's fun. How funny. Nicole Byer and Walter Goggins. I don't know Nicole Byer or Walter Goggins. Uh, Nicole Byer, she's, you've probably seen, if you've seen a commercial for the new Wipeout with John Cena. She's the black lady. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. She's also on uh, Nailed It, mm-hmm. that show. Mm-hmm. Walter Goggins, he's in that show, The Unicorn. He's Mm-mm. also been on Justified and some other stuff. Mm-mm. You'd probably recognize him if you saw him. You'd be like, oh, that guy. That guy. He's in an episode of Community as well, mm. which is where Gillian Jacobs, I know her from. Who? What's his name? Goggins? Walter Goggins. What a name. Yeah, the Goggs. That's what we call him. Why? Because I just feel like calling him that. Okay. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, look you recognize his, him. Look at his big mouth. Yeah, and his forehead too. He's got. So he's got like a pretty prominent forehead. Yeah, with very low set eyebrows. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. kind of a weird looking guy. Yeah, good for him. Um. All right, what else you got? That was everything. Oh, I guess Falcon Winter Soldier. I saw that, did but you, you didn't Wal- see it. Did you say Walter Groggin- Goggins? Goggins. Yeah, it's Walton Goggins. Whatever. Ha. Oh, I think his. No, never mind. Yeah, I didn't watch. I have one episode left of Falcon Falcon and Winter Soldier. I could not. I'm having so much trouble tonight. I almost said Ming-Na Win, but I was like, why do I have a tab open to her? It's because she's in Bad Batch. Oh, okay. Because she's doing the voice of the character she played in Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Finnick Shan. She is also the original Mulan. Really? Voice Mulan, not singing Mulan. That's probably right. I don't know. I know it's Is it a different person? Yes. Oh, well. Sorry. She's also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. And probably like a bunch of other stuff. I don't I know. I think Leah Salonga, I think that's how you say her name. Is it, that the Mulan? I think so. I think she did Jasmine too. That seems wrong. You can't do that. Uh, Double dipping. Hold on. I tell you, I tell you, what, what else she got? I look. I told you nothing, but. Um, yeah, Mulan. Yeah. She was singing Voice of Mulan and singing Voice of Jasmine. I'm going to read whatever the second book of The Witcher is called, Sword of Destiny or something. Oh, okay. I think it's another short story collection. 
I think the first real novel is the third one, which is called Blood of Elves. Ooh, that sounds very sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, I don't know what the... I mean, it is fantasy. I don't know... They they talk about... They don't have a lot about elves. It seems like they, uh, the humans killed most of the elves and drove them off into the mountains. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, um, I've been listening, continuing with the Throne of Glass series. You still like it or still it's don't getting, like it, it's whatever you said? Better. Yeah, it's less love triangle I mean, there's still a little bit, but it's getting more to the stuff I like. Become a like, love hexagon. That's what Caitlin's about. No, I That's don't, what she wants. I don't. And they all love each other. What is wrong with you? Together at the same time. Stop. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, it's getting less mushy, which I appreciate, and more like fighty. Less mushy, more smushy. No, it's getting like fighty and magic and, and elves and fae and fairies and... and. Isn't that what... You watch Jersey Shore, right? Yeah. Isn't that what they call it? A smush room? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. We talked about less this. mushy, more smushy. Gross. Um, so that's my that's the thing I say at the clubs because that's the thing I do. I'm not here to to find love. I'm here to find some smushy. Ew! Stop! What is wrong with this? You? Is what I'm about. Okay, I'm going to continue with my part. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Um. So, anyways, yeah, definitely less 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 mushy, more smushy. No, quit. And. Sh- yeah i i I, there's a mystery now and something big is gonna happen and it's fighting and it's magic and it's ice power and it's fire power and 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 wind power and all that cool stuff so i like it i'm getting i'm liking it more as the more farther i get into it so um i also watched a really good series that i loved a lot and that is shadow and bone on netflix and it was it's a, I think it's a young adult, like a young... It's books of some sort. Why? I think it's a young adult series. Um, and of course, there's, you know, love stuff in it. Less mushy. No, less mushy and no smushy. More. Although, I will say... Is there lots of smushy? No. There, ben Barnes is in it, and he plays Prince Caspian, and he also plays in Westworld. He's dark-headed, dark-eyed guy. You might recognize me, Sam. Probably. Anyway, he plays the sexy, dark, mysterious character kind of in this. And I, I am here for it. I do stand for that because I, I've had the biggest crush on Ben Barnes since he was in the, the, the lion, the, the what am I trying to say? Prince Caspian? Yeah, which is a Chronicles part of, of Narnia. Thank you. I had a stroke. I swear I've had a stroke. Um, I will confirm it's listed as young adult. Okay fantasy adventure yes 100 percent. i'm guessing with it being young adult there is not much smushy then uh, no there wasn't much smushy there was uh, it was a little mushy but no smushy and i really like the characters the actors were so good they played their parts really well it was a very captivating series i will say that and it kind of makes me want to read the books but i'm afraid it's going to be a lot more mushy and I, i'm not here for that i want to see i want to see the magic i want to see the magic if you don't want mushy Read The Witcher. It's not very mushy. It is not. It's very... There's some smushy. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> I've seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's up. I know. There. Uh, it's, I will say in the book, less nudity overall, well, I believe. Well, that's surprising. Well, you can't really see nudity in a book either. Uh, yeah, you can't do fan service and be like, here's Jennifer writhing around covered in oil. <laughs> that was so bizarre. It was like, this is a bit much. I was like, what's happening <laughs> in the show? In the we're talking about the Witcher. In case you yeah, know. we went back to that, but yeah, that there's like there is nudity, but it is not is not as much. Yeah, I don't feel like yeah, that's I, fine. See, that's fine with me. See, um, I would have assumed it would have been at least as much, if not more, because it's a book. You should be like books all the time. We're just like, hey, everybody was naked and flopping around. Like, <laughs> calm down, book. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, I really, I really, really, I can't wait to see the second season of Shadow and Bone. I watched it while I was in the hospital. <laughs> You know, I had nothing better to do. But there was only eight episodes. I should have watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I haven't yet. That's yeah, fine. Um, that should, I'll tell you, I won't spoil it, but... Um, I know what happens. Everything that ha- you expect to happen, happens in yep. uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yep. So, I don't know. <laughs> Pretty predictable. It's, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. That's how I feel about it. It's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. So, I think that's about it. I need to finish The Boys. I need to watch The Boys. 
how far in did you get on that? Not very. Okay. But I want to continue watching it. Yeah, I still haven't watched that second season. I need to do that. Is it better or worse? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I just haven't started it. Oh, okay. I've only seen the first season, which is, I loved the first season. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. I adored it. <laughs> so good. The characters play their part pretty well. Oh, man. Uh, did you did you get further than the first episode, at least? Maybe the second? I don't mm. think the third. I don't want to talk too much about what happens. Yeah, because I, I For it. one, I can't remember exactly what happens and, like, where it happens in the show Mm -hmm. it's like there's a thing that happens that i want to be like what were your thoughts on it but i don't know if you've seen it so we'll just move on i love audiobooks i listen to so much audiobooks i have an audible subscription i can't get a library card i know i need to do that that's how i've listened to all my audiobooks and how i'm reading the witchers oh okay okay from the library the library support your local library and you can have up to 10 loans on mine i think wow yeah i don't have enough time to read 10 books in 14 (laughs) days though so i mean yeah yeah whatever so uh, if you have good audiobook recommendations let us know because i love audiobooks star wars uh jedi lost no uh dooku jedi lost that's what it's called no which that one you can breeze through it pretty quickly it's not it's done, f- it's done kind of like an uh, audio drama more than a book. Um, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. I did download... But check it out. I did download a bunch of um, free free titles, and this is what I downloaded. Atlas Shrugged, which I've never read. Boo. Have you read it? It's libertarian garbage. Have you read it? Ayn Rand. Yes, it's crap. Is that a lady? Yes, okay. she sucks. Oh, okay. She sucks so bad. Okay, well, I haven't read it. I don't know. The Ruin, The Cases That Haunt Us, The Poetic Edda, Un-F Your Brain, which I need, A Christmas Carol. I love that. I love it so much. The Secret Garden, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Wuthering Heights, which I love. My favorite. The Queen's Gambit was free. Audiobook. Pride and Prejudice, 1984. The Prophet uh there's and there's some i still haven't read like some of the outlander series i still haven't listened to those are your sex books right get out outlander that's the smushy one some of it i don't know yeah a little bit of it okay um and i've read i've physically read the chronicles of narnia multiple times but i have an audiobook too yeah. I, love, I love the Chronicles of Narnia. Did you read it in the wrong order or the right order? I read it in the wrong order and the right order. Oh, well, there you go. I've read it multiple times. I, I do want to see what it's like for somebody if they see like Star Wars in the wrong order. If they go one, two, three, and then four, five, six. You mean in like in chronological order? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see like, mostly just be like, what the hell, Anakin? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I didn't see this coming at all. That would be good. And you're like, why did you go so bad? Yeah. And why did... Wh- the the Chancellor's a bad guy? What? Whereas, like, for me, you know, you see episode one, you're like, that's Palpatine. That's obviously the Emperor. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. That's Anakin. He's going to be Vader. I get it. Yeah. It's on the poster, even. The shadow thing. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's there it fun. is. There it is. It's just like that episode of Batman where there's the shadow of, of Bruce Wayne, but it's a it's the Batman shadow. <gasps> On his parents' grave. Oh, my Because he's sad. He's, always, he's always bummed out. He is. On account of, you know, his parents being murdered in front of him. He needs therapy. He does. He does. Probably need, like, therapy. And mm-hmm. instead of, like, spending his time beating people up, like, use his money to create programs to help people and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have money. I don't know. Me. Create jobs programs or something. I don't know, Bruce. I mean, he does that, though. Yeah. But a lot of times it acts as a cover for him buying a plane to. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I bought planes for everybody. I'm going to take one too, okay? Yeah, one of these is my private plane, but don't it's not even, the, it's not the one you it. think it it's is. It's not. It has nothing to do with Batman. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Well, very good. Uh, I think we can, you can take us home. You do it. Okay. Like you normally do. Like I do. Guys, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks for listening. We've been Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us um, every Tuesday, hopefully. (laughs) Um, You can find us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. You can find us on Instagram at Paint the Town Dead, all one word. You can find us on Twitter at PTTDPod. And you can email us at PTTDPod at gmail.com. 
please, 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 please subscribe on anything you can. Rate five stars anything you can. Like anything you can. Share anything you can. Comment on anything you can. Any and all interaction you have with us helps us out immensely and we greatly appreciate it. Um, again, we drop episodes every Tuesday normally unless I'm sick, unless I'm in the freaking hospital apparently. Unless it is the standard podcast 59 to 60 break. That's right. That everybody does. Of course. How could I Originated with Ira Glass. With what? Ira Glass. Oh, okay. That guy. That I think guy. that's his name. I don't know. It's Ira something. I don't know. From This American Life. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Um, but yeah, the standard break. Sorry about that. Well, we should have warned you earlier, but it just happened upon us. Yeah, people usually don't know about it because it's, it's it's really only something we would know as, as hardcore podcasters. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a, a secret in the industry. And that guy's name is Ira Glass. Look I confirmed it. you. Good job. Guys, thank you again so much for coming by. Thank you for supporting us. We greatly appreciate it. Um, And uh, we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Paint the Town Dead. Goodbye. Less mushy, more smushy.